Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So we're starting with Canto 8, Chapter 12, Verse 16. Actually, we didn't cover that last week. And it's pretty self-explanatory because that, now that Lord Shiva has um, prayed to uh, Krishna, <coughs> and glorified him um now lord shiva is going to make his request why he actually came to see him and uh so he had requested that i want to see this form of yours um in in 14 it says sukadeva goswami said when lord vishnu was thus requested by lord shiva who carries a trident in his hand he smiled with uh, gravity and replied to Lord Shiva as follows. Krishna said, when the demons took away the jug of nectar, I assumed the form of a beautiful woman to bewilder them by directly cheating them and thus to act in the interest of the demigods. Oh, best of the demigods, I shall now show you my form that is very much appreciated by those who are lusty. Since you want to see that form, I shall reveal it in your presence. Before we begin, Om Ajnana Timurandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manovishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Banchakalpatarubyas Chakripasandubyevacha Patita Nampavanibyo Vaishnavibyo Namo Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gora Bhaktavrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Welcome Sharadiya and Adam all the way from Hawaii where it must be quite early in the morning, Adam. Yeah, it's uh, 4.38. Wow. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. <laughs> So you came to just see, hear about the bewildering form when Krishna takes the form of the most attractive woman in the universe. So the purport to 16, chapter 12, verse, uh, canto 8. Lord Shiva, desiring to see Lord Vishnu reveal the most attractive and beautiful form of a woman was certainly a joking affair. Lord Shiva knew that he could not be agitated by any so-called beautiful woman, right? He said, no, he's beyond that. Uh, quote, the Daitas may have been bewildered, he thought, but since even the demigods could not be agitated, what to speak of me, who am the best of all the demigods? However, because Lord Shiva wanted to see Lord Vishnu's form as a woman, Lord Vishnu decided to impersonate a woman and show him a form that would immediately put him into an ocean of lusty desires. In effect, therefore, Lord Shiva, Lord Vishnu told Lord Shiva, I will show you my form as a woman and you will become agitated by lusty desires. Do not blame me. <laughs> so this is, you know, if Krishna is all attractive, uh, when he takes the form of uh, a woman as Mohini Murti, um, no, you know, he's the most beautiful and the most beautiful. So even Lord Shiva, who can't be attracted by anything in this world, as we're going to read, uh, becomes completely 
um, as we say, bamboozled, <laughs> right? And, and it's, of course, we know, because if you read to the end of the chapter, it all works out in the end and, and everyone's happy. But, you know, it, it is a, an amazing pastime. pastime, a relationship between Lord Shiva and Krishna or Vishnu. Uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Uh, the attractive features of a woman are appreciated by those who are affected by lusty desires. But those who are above such desires, who are on the platform of Krishna consciousness, are very very difficult to bewilder. Nonetheless, by the supreme desire of this personality of God, and everything can be done. This was to be a test of whether Lord Shiva could remain unagitated, and he does not pass the test. <laughs> um, Krishna tests us in different ways, but here Lord Shiva is almost like, you know, usually we don't ask for the test, right? Something, <clears throat> some difficult thing happens in our life, and we, you know, just deal with it uh, or don't deal with it. <laughs> we don't ask for the problem. But here he's actually asking. It's kind of like, you know, when, when Queen Kunti, she prayed to Krishna, please let the calamities happen again and again. For when the calamities are here, I think of you. I take shelter of you. I remember you. But when, when everything's going fine, then, you know, I forget you. Or in this case, she, uh, Krishna was actually leaving Hastinapur and going to Dwarka. But because there was no need for him anymore. And what, that's at least you know, how Queen Kunti was, was thinking. So, um, and in our lives, if Lord, if, if Lord Shiva, as we're going to see, can be also there in, the, in the subsequent purport, it says, you know, um, different genders so it's not just you know women but if for a woman it may be a man or these days not these days but with you know in same sex relationship it may be someone of the same sex but the same bewilderment can be there and if lord shiva can be bewildered then what to speak of us and and the you know we might say why does it seem sometimes the bhagavatam is down on on this and you know isn't it natural the essential point is that well a few things lust is often a very very selfish desire and it's not so much about the other person it's more about our you know getting our needs met it's very very uh it's generally distant from our relationship with Krishna. And it's, it's yeah, and it's often self-centered or, or, you know, extended to another human being, but not including um, God in the picture. Now, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita that I, I am sex that is uh, done appropriately in uh, in you know, and, and especially for the uh, conception of, a, of a, uh, a pious, a good or a devotional child, because the consciousness of the, husband, the male and female at the time of conception affects the kind of soul that is drawn into the womb of, of the mother or the, 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 yeah. So 
it can be, uh, a, you know, sex can actually be a, a spiritual experience when done with that kind of consciousness. Um, but here, that's not what we're talking about here in this chapter. <laughs> and we, you just, we can't even imagine, you know, we, you know, we maybe, uh, I'm now giving, really giving away my age, you know, we may be attracted to the uh, Marilyn Monroe's or the Rock Hudson's of this world, <laughs> but they're like, you know, frogs compared to the beauty of the Mohini Murti <laughs> or Krishna or Shim and what to speak of Srimati Radharani. Yeah. So uh, questions, comments, thoughts? Yeah. Andy? I think this is really wonderful uh, verse and the purport. I love the way Srila Prabhupada allows you to consider this joking. He mm. officially is putting his stamp. And that maybe that's why Catholic sermons are so short, is because they're constrained to just rote topics. And how much can you say if it's very tightly constrained? But here he's allowing that uh, Shiva, Lord Shiva, was kind of joking. And Krishna say, okay, you want to play, man? All right, <laughs> let's, let's play. You know, I mean, that's. That attitude is uh, approved because he's saying it's certainly a joking thing. Right. So it just shows you the depth and the subtlety of this, what we're reading here. It's, yes. Don't yeah. get it in a lot of religious texts. That's all There is subtlety in relationship. Uh, yeah, very much. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you go up to a professional basketball player and say, let's I'll take you on one-on-one. -on -one. And, and the basketball, okay, yeah, all right. That's cool. <laughs> and so the other thing we're seeing here is how, you know, Krishna is the Supreme and Lord Shiva is his servant. Uh, yeah, it's, it's quite clear in this. Thank you for that. He's, and he's reminding him of him, but in a very nice way. He said, okay, we'll play your game here. Yeah. yeah, in a nice way. And they have this amazing relationship. You know, it's not like a competition that sometimes people in India think, well, you know, which one's Supreme, Lord Shiva, Lord Vishnu, you know, they, it's like a competition. They're not in competition at all. <laughs> yeah, they're very much connected. Anything else on this point? Okay, then I think we're going up to 22, but I may comment on 21 as well. So 17. So now we hear a little bit of uh, the meeting. Now, uh, Sukadeva Goswami continued. After speaking in this way, the Supreme Personality of God at Vishnu immediately disappeared. So Krishna in the form of Vishnu disappears. And Lord Shiva remained there with who? With his wife, <laughs> looking for him all around with moving eyes. Thereafter, in a nice forest nearby, full of trees with reddish pink leaves. Reddish pink leaves. We don't see too many reddish pink leaves except towards the fall, right? Around here. And varieties of flowers. Lord Shiva saw a beautiful woman playing with a ball. Her hips were covered with a, sh a shining sari and ornamented with a belt. Because the ball was falling down and bouncing up, as she played with it, her breasts trembled. And because of the weight of those breasts and her heavy flower gar garlands, her waist appeared to be all but breaking at every step, as her two soft feet, which were reddish like coral, moved here and there. The woman's face was decorated by broad, beautiful, restless eyes, which moved as the ball bounced here and there from her hand. The two brilliant earrings on her ears decorated her shining cheeks like bluish reflections, and the hair 
scattered on her face made her even more beautiful to see. As she played with the ball, the sari covering her body became loose and her hair scattered. She tried to bind her hair with her beautiful left hand. And at the same time, she played with the ball by striking it with her right hand. This was so attractive that the Supreme Lord, by his internal potency in this way, captivated everyone. So in the purport, Prabhupada says that the Bhagavad Gita, this famous verse, 7.14, the external potency of the Supreme Personality God is extremely strong. So that's the external potency. Very, very strong, right? We're, we're attracted to so many things in this world. Indeed, everyone is fully captivated by her activities. Lord Sambhu, Shiva, is, was not to be captivated by the external potency. But because Lord Vishnu wanted to captivate him also, he exhibited his internal potency to act that, that the way that his external potency acts to captivate ordinary living entities. So ordinary living entities are captivated by um, Cupid and Lord Shiva here is captivated by the, you know, Krishna appearing himself, but in this form, that's just bewildering him. And the final sentence, Lord, Sh Lord Vishnu or Krishna can captivate anyone, even such a strong personality as Lord Shambhu. Ooh, excuse me. 22. While Lord Shiva observed the beautiful woman playing with the ball, she sometimes glanced at him and slightly smiled in bashfulness. As he, took, as, he, as he looked at the beautiful woman and she watched him, he forgot both himself and Uma, his most beautiful wife, as well as his associates nearby. So, you know, this had to be quite bewildering. Otherwise, you know, who's going to, in an obvious way, look at another woman in the presence of their, you know, girlfriend or, 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 um, or wife, right? You know, that's like, uh, you know, the classic thing in the movie, that's when the, the female, you know, the woman slaps the guy, right? <laughs> you know, it's, it's on his case. But here, Lord Shiva, because it's Krishna in the form of a woman, not just, yeah, um, he, he's just totally... <laughs> You know, if it was us, we would say he totally lost it. <laughs> of course, he's Lord Shiva. So in the purport, the material bondage of this world is that a beautiful woman can captivate a handsome man and that a handsome man can captivate a beautiful woman. Such are the affairs that began when Lord Shiva observed a beautiful girl playing with the ball. In such activities, the influence of Cupid is very prominent. As both parties move their eyebrows and glance at one another, their lusty desires increase more and more. Such reciprocations of lusty desire took place between Lord Shiva and the beautiful woman, even though Uma and Lord Shiva's associates, his disciples, were by Lord Shiva's side. Such is the attractive attraction between man and woman in the material world. Lord Shiva was supposed to be above all this attraction, but he was victimized by the captivating power of Lord Vishnu. Rishabh Dev, it's an incarnation of Krishna, um, uh, thus explains the nature of lusty attraction. Pungsa striya mituni bhava metam tayor mito hridayagranti mahu 
Aho grichach kshetra sutapta vitayr, janasya mahoyam aham ameti. The attraction between male and female is the basic principle of material existence. On the basis of this misconception, which ties together the hearts of the male and female, one becomes attracted to his body, home, property, children, relatives, and wealth. In this way, one increases life's illusions and thinks in terms of I and mine. When a man and woman exchange feelings of lust, both of them are victimized, and thus they are bound to this material world in various ways. So this, of course, <laughs> a lot of things to be said here. One thing is that, remember that these verse, this verse, for example, is talking about what we might even in this world consider, you know, a pious connection between man and woman, not just like, you know, a one night stand or uh, hooking up or whatever, right? But, but no, they, you know, it, it, traditionally, they get attracted to the body, then they have to home, they get married, there's a home, there's property, there's children, there's relatives, there's considerations for wealth. And of course, that's not even always the case today um, in, in the world, especially in certain parts of the world where there's, a, you know, I think they, you call it like a hookup culture where you just meet someone briefly, have, have relationships, and then, you know, go your separate ways, no strings attached. Um, and I can also relate to this verse. I, you know, I, I was a brahmachari, a monk for 12 years, and I could fit, literally fit all of my worldly possessions in uh, an apple crate, <laughs> literally. Um, and, and, you know, now that I, I've been married for 31 years and I have a house in Vrindavan property, I have, well, I don't have children, I have a child. Um, and, and relatives, and you worry about money and things like that. I never worried. The cool thing about being a monk was um, there was no worry about money because I had zero. I had absolutely no money, so I didn't have to worry about it. <laughs> so you can see that this verse, especially now, you understand Rishab Dave in the context of his speaking in the fifth canto, if you go back that far, is speaking to sannyasi, speaking to renounced people. Right, so he's, you know, encouraging them to remain renounced. And we might, you know, uh, not necessarily quote this verse as the first verse that we quote when we're giving a, a class to, let's say, uh, young uh, couples <laughs> or something like that. But it is true. It is true. I mean, like I said, in my own life, I can, I can, I can see this. And, you know, I have a, uh, my, my wife is quite lost. She, she doesn't spend a lot of money. She's simple uh, like that. You know, she's um, not a, a hugely attached kind of person, but uh, still, you know, I have, uh, uh, well, I was going to say uh, a thousand times more things, but a thousand times zero is zero. But you know, I have a lot more things in my life accumulated over 30 years than I did when I was unmarried. Um, what else from this verse? Are there are some questions, comments, thoughts? Hare Krishna Prabhu. Yes, Nani Muki. I was thinking it's quite miraculous that Lord Vishnu disappeared himself. <laughs> if he were there on the scene, it will be a different story, I think. Yes, he, he, um, he went into the changing room, so to speak. 
and came back as Mohini Murti. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might have been hard for Lord Shiva. Yeah, right. It would have been a totally different rasa. Yeah, nice point. But he came back, but just in a different form. Because Mohini Murti is, is the Supreme Lord. But just, we can't even imagine how captivating Mohini Murti could be. Because even the men and women on the heavenly planets, not the spiritual world, but the heavenly planets are considered much, much more beautiful than the, you know, beauty of, on, on earth. So then what to speak of when Krishna himself wants to take the form of Other thoughts? Krishna Prabhu. Yes. Um, so it's again like Supreme Lord proves himself that like nobody nobody is there bigger than him and he can be in any part of the world and he can be he can do anything uh, and uh, you know uh, there is no second uh, or like uh, uh, nobody can replace him or like nobody is something that better than him, something like that so his supremacy has been uh, uh, proven here mm. i think the sanskrit is asamurdva right uh, no one is equal to or greater than Krishna. Yes, Prabhu. Yeah. yeah. And he can't and, do, you know, he, go ahead. Go ahead, Chakshan. Yeah, one clarification is this is Lord Vishnu is doing this uh, transformation, and uh, we refer him again and again in Krishna. Uh, is there is any subtle thing that, like, I should, uh, as a devotee, practicing devotee, uh, we should be aware, Prabhu? Uh, as we we said, as we have spoken about previously, you know, Prabhupada would often sometimes make it Vishnu and Krishna interchangeable because they're both um, Vishnu Tattva or, you know, the Supreme Lord. You know, the example of one candle lighting other candles and all those other candles have the same potency. But you're right. It's, this is Vishnu rather than Krishna uh, uh, and a little bit more in the mood of awe and reverence generally. Um, in Vaikuntha rather than Krishna in Goloka Vrindavan. And we will start hearing about Krishna, the, the highest understanding of Krishna in the 10th canto, which is coming up soon, actually. Um, yeah, so, and in one sense, okay, so Mohini Murti, most beautiful. I don't know what about, you know, how you're going to compare Mohini Murti to Srimati Radharani, but Srimati Radharani. Um, so Mohini Murti could control Lord Shiva, Radharani can control Krishna. <laughs> and, and, and of course, you know, she's most beautiful of all beautifuls, but it's, it's, it's her devotion that, that overwhelms Krishna. So she's in that sense. And, and actually, there are different types of beauty, right, Prabhuji? So some women uh, will basically express their lusty, uh, when you see that you get lusty desire, some some women, like when you see, basically, you basically express your respect and love, you know. So, uh, you know, Radharani is like, is meant for beautiful in a respect and love, loving fashion. And maybe um, Mohini Murti is mostly like invoking, like, because he's also cult, right? So uh, it's that particular energy is there. Is, is that my understanding correct, Prabhuji? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're different. Uh, I never heard any. <laughs> comparison. It might be totally a, a silly thing to do to try to compare Mohini Murti to Srimati Radharani. I mean, Srimati, yeah, 
she's what you know it probably would say she's greater than god because she controls him with her love that's pretty amazing he said probably would say maya bodies want to become god we want to become greater than god <laughs> and then he of course clarifies what that means that means you know controlling god by your love and devotion not and in that sense you don't want to control him at all thank you for that anything else our question of Abu, I just want to add one point to that discussion. Mohimini Murti is Vishnu Lord Vishnu himself, and Srimati Radharani is the lover of Lord Vishnu or Lord Krishna. Mm. So yes. they're different in tattva. Yes, yep, different in tattva, different in rasa. So tattva means truth, or kind of like philosophically they're different, and also in mood, they're different. You know, we, we saw Mohini Murthy is coming to save the demigods and um, bewilder Lord Shiva, but Srimati Radharani is just, has the most intense love for Krishna of anyone. Okay, so then I think we're going up to 34. When the ball leaped from her hand and fell at a distance, the woman began to follow it. But as Lord Shiva observed these activities, a breeze suddenly blew away the fine dress and belt that covered her. Thus, Lord Shiva saw the woman, every part of whose body was beautifully formed, and the beautiful woman also looked at him. Therefore, thinking that she was attracted to him, Lord Shiva became very much attracted to her. Um, yeah, there's a reciprocation going on there. Lord Shiva, his good sense taken away by the woman, by the woman because of lusty desires to enjoy with her, became so mad for her that even in the presence of Bhavani, his wife, he did not hesitate to approach her. So again, desire to enjoy with her, enjoy not for service to Krishna, but selfish desire. The beautiful woman was already naked. And when she saw Lord Shiva coming toward him, she became extremely bashful. Thus she kept smiling, but she hid herself among the trees and did not stand in one place. His senses being agitated, Lord Shiva, victimized by lusty desires, began to follow her, just as a lusty elephant follows a she-elephant. After following her with great speed, Lord Shiva caught her by the braid of her hair and dragged her near him. Although he, she was unwilling, he embraced her with her, his arms. So not even in, in a very nice way in some ways, right? He just became so bewildered. Being embraced by Lord Shiva like a female elephant embraced by a male, the woman whose hair was scattered swirled like a snake. O king, the woman who had large high hips was a woman of yoga maya presented by the supreme personality of God and she released herself somehow or other from the fond embrace of Lord Shiva's arms and ran away. As if harassed by an enemy in the form of lusty desires, Lord Shiva followed the path of Lord Vishnu in the form of Mohini who acts very wonderfully and who has taken the form of Mohini. Just as a maddened bull elephant follows a female elephant who is able to conceive pregnancy, Lord Shiva followed the beautiful woman and discharged semen, even though his discharge of semen never goes in vain. And so now we hear how it doesn't go in vain. O king, whatsoever on the surface of the earth uh, fell, the semen of, fell the semen of the great personality of Lord Shiva, Mines of gold and silver later appeared. 
Following Mohini, Lord Shiva went everywhere, near the shores of the rivers and lakes, near the mountains, near the forests, near the gardens, and wherever there lived great sages. That's an interesting point. Purport, Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur remarks that Rohini Murti dragged Lord Shiva to many places, especially to where great sages live, to instruct the sages that their Lord Shiva, their Lord Shiva had become mad for a beautiful woman. Thus, although they were all great sages and saintly persons, they should not think themselves free, but should remain extremely cautious about beautiful women. So um, extrapolating from this, we should be extremely cautious about the illusory energy of the Lord and whichever way we find ourselves um, particularly attracted to Maya. And it may be different for different devotees. I heard, uh, I may have quoted this last week, I'm trying to find Ravinda Prabhu said, oh, eternal vigilance is the price to pay for liberation. So we need to guard our Krishna consciousness uh, from whatever, you know, Maya's trick is with us. It may be like this, it may be something else, it may be about pride, maybe anger, you may want to have anger issues, as they say, um, addictions, so many different things may, may be there. Mm. And Lord Shiva is, <laughs> so, you know, Mohini Murti takes him, you could just imagine these sages are all doing austerities and they're even, you know, maybe meditating on Lord Shiva as the perfect example of a sadhu. And then they see Lord, <laughs> Lord Shiva like, Totally bewildered, chasing after Mohini Murti. Yeah, must have been. So <laughs> the picture is quite like like uh, Andy was saying. The whole thing is kind of entertaining in that sense. Uh, you could just imagine the scene, and the sage is going, "What? <laughs> huh? Are you kidding?" Right? Yeah. Some... One way it's we're really glorifying Mohini Murti here just to show how important and uh, how nicely that uh, Lord Vishnu took this incarnation. Yeah, it's so powerful. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts, comments, questions on this? Okay. Well, then we can carry on. <laughs> oh, King Maharaj Prikshit, best of kings. When Lord Shiva had fully discharged seven, he could see how he himself had been victimized by the illusory, by the illusion created by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Thus, he restrained himself from any further Maya. Thus, Lord Shiva could understand his position and that of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who has unlimited potencies. Having reached this understanding, he was not at all surprised by the wonderful way Lord Vishnu had acted upon him. And the purport Prabhupada writes that the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna is the only master of everyone, including even Lord Shiva, what to speak of others. Lord Shiva was already aware of the supreme power of Lord Vishnu, but when he was actually put into bewilderment, he felt proud to have such an exalted master. So he was aware, but you know, sometimes I'm not saying this about Lord Shiva, but we're also aware, theoretically, and the challenge is matching our behavior sometimes 
to our theoretical understandings. I mean, we have so much philosophy in Krishna consciousness. It's, it's um, the challenge is to live that philosophy. And that of the two, it's harder. It's not so hard to memorize Sanskrit, right? Dana is taking a, a Sanskrit memorization course and she's learning Bhagavad Gita verses. Um, but the real, you know, and that's a challenge, right? Dana, you know, learning Sanskrit's not, you know, it's not an easy thing. But a much greater challenge is then taking those instructions that are originally in Sanskrit and applying them in our lives. Yeah. Any questions, comments? Okay, then we're actually going up to 37 or 47, 37. Seeing Lord Shiva unagitated and unashamed, Lord Vishnu Madhusudana, another name for Vishnu or Krishna, was very pleased. Thus, he resumed his original form and spoke as follows. Purport. Although Lord Shiva was aghast at the potency of Lord Vishnu, he did not feel ashamed. Rather, he was proud to be defeated by Lord Vishnu. Nothing is hidden from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, for he is the in everyone's heart. Indeed, the Lord says in Bhagavad Gita 1515, Sarvasya cha. I am seated in everyone's heart, and for me comes remembrance, knowledge, and forgiveness. Whatever happened had taken place under the direction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and therefore there was no cause to be sorry or ashamed. Although Lord Shiva is never defeated by anyone, when defeated by Lord Vishnu, he felt proud that he had such an exalted and powerful master. So um, I'm not sure, you know, we, we can think about what lesson we can get if we're uh, overwhelmed by Maya sometime, by illusion. Um, we, we, we can feel some remorse. We should feel some remorse. And at the same time, not get... Um, depressed about it, not, not dwell on our shortcomings. We can say, wow, Krishna, you're amazing. Your Maya is so strong. You got me again. Right. And, and then, you know, pick up our beads and, and, you know, get back on the horse, so to speak of Krishna consciousness. Um, so he didn't feel ashamed. He, 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 we, we do feel we sh it's healthy to feel some repentance, but the repentance should not be unlimited. Because otherwise, you know, when we meditate on Maya, we become attracted to it. So if we're meditating on how we fell into Maya, we might fall into illusion again. So he didn't feel ashamed. Um, we might learn something from that reaction of his. Questions, comments? Hare Krishna Prabhu. Yes, Nandimukhi. Thinking about how Lord Shiva fall, fell into the illusion of uh, Maya. In verse 24, it is that he, thinking that, that the beautiful woman was attracted to him, he became going after him, going after the beautiful woman. I think this is the, like this is this mentality of thinking somebody or something is attracted by ourself. It's, it's a false um, mentality that drag us into the material consciousness. Mm. Yeah, yeah, nice point. And Thank then you. later, thank you.
There was something else you want to say? You said now, then later? Then you later, later then he, uh, he just understands in 36, I said, he understands his position and understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead who has unlimited potency and he restored to his original yeah. calmness. Yeah, it all worked out in the end. <laughs> yes. 38. The Supreme Personality of God had said, Oh, best of the demigods, although you have been amply harassed because of my potency and assuming the form of a woman, you are established in your position. Therefore, my all good fortune be upon you. My dear Lord Shambhu, who within this material world but you can surpass my illusory energy? People are generally attached to sense enjoyment and conquered by its influence. Indeed, the influence of material nature is very difficult for them to surmount. The material external form, energy, Maya, who cooperates with me in creation and who is manifested in the three modes of nature, will not be able to bewilder you any longer. Would you, wouldn't that be nice if we got that benediction? Sukadev Goswami said, O king, having thus been praised by the Supreme Personality, who bears the mark of Srivats on his chest, Lord Shiva circumambulated him. Then after taking permission from him, Lord Shiva returned to his abode, Kailasha, along with his associates. Or descendant of the Bharata, Lord Shiva in jubilation, then addressed his wife, Bhavani, who is accepted by all authorities as the potency of Lord Vishnu. Lord Shiva said, oh goddess, you have now seen the illusory energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is unborn, was the unborn master of everyone. Although I am one of the principal expansions of his lordship, even I was illusioned by his energy. What then is to be said of others who are fully dependent on Maya? When I finished performing mystic yoga for 1,000 years, you asked me upon whom I was meditating. Now here is that supreme person to whom time has no entrance and whom the Vedas cannot understand. So this is who I'm meditating on. This is my Lord. The endeavor of one who constantly hears or describes the narration of the churning of the ocean of milk will never be fruitless. Indeed, chanting the glories of the Supreme Personality of God, it is the only means to annihilate all sufferings in this material world. Assuming the form of a young woman and thus bewildering the demigods, the demons, the Supreme Personality of God had distributed to his devotees, the demigods, the nectar produced from the churning of the ocean of milk. Unto that Supreme Personality of God who always fulfills the desires of his devotees, I offer my respectful obeisance purport. The instruction of this narration concerning the churning of the milk ocean is clearly manifested by the Supreme Personality of God. Although he is equal to everyone, because of natural affection, he favors his devotees. The Lord says in Bhagavad Gita, Samoham Sarva Bhuteshu, Namedveshyosi Napriya, Ye Bhajanti Tumam Bhaktya, Mayite Teshu Chapyaham. I am no one, nor am I partial to anyone. I am equal to all. But whoever renders service unto me in devotion is a friend, is in me, and I am also a friend to him. This partiality of the Supreme Personality of God, it is natural. A person cares for his children, not because of partiality, but in reciprocation of love. The children depend on the father's affection and the father affectionately maintains a child. Similarly, because devotees do not know anything but the lotus feet of the Lord, the Lord is always prepared to give protection to his devotees and fulfill their desires. He therefore says, O son of Kunti, declare it boldly that my devotees never perish. 
Thus then the Bhaktivedanta purports of the eighth canto, 12th chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled, The Mohini Murti Incarnation Bewilders Lord Shiva. Haribo. Questions, comments, thoughts? Um, this is quite a pastime. Okay. Oh, hi, Krishna Prabhu. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead, Chakshi. Okay, Prabhu. So I, I really feel the point, um, touched my point is that uh, Supreme Lord go to takes any type of strain or extent, uh, even taking a Mohini Murthy's uh, uh, avatar just to protect the demigods, his devotees, is, is something so wonderful. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. he does not have to do all those things like, you know, to bewilder, you know, Lord, uh, Shiva, do anything. But he still, he's trying to perform such a leela just to please and help the devotees of the Lord. Yes. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Nani Mukhi? Hare Krishna Prabhu. Yes, I'm also, what I'm relishing in this portion is verse 44. And Shiva said, um, what I have been meditating in the yoga, mystic yoga for 1,000 years is now appeared himself. <laughs> and it's, I feel like it's such a great reciprocation and great fulfillment for Lord Shiva. Mm, how nice. Yes, this is, a, again, showing the intimate relationship between Lord Shiva and Lord Krishna, Lord Vishnu. Yeah, Krishna is Bhaktivatsal. He is uh, very inclined to, to see to the welfare of his devotees. And it's not showing partiality as we just read, right? It's, it's natural. natural. Anything else? So my suggestion, actually, it's been 50 minutes. So that's uh, the length of a long uh, sermon. <laughs> uh, since we're, since we're now officially done with that Leela, that whole pastime, which took up a number of chapters, um, we will continue. Why don't we continue next week instead of trying to start this? Well, not next week. The next two weeks are... Wait, wait, next two weeks. Yes, the next two weeks are off. Um, I'll be in an airplane uh, this time next week, just returning from Dallas. And the next week I have to um, attend actually a, a Christian uh, um, program at a church. So we'll be back on the 24th and we'll start with a new pastime and a new section of the Bhagavatam. Okay, any last points? So. We can give you back 40 minutes of your life. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you in a few weeks. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. Be Thank safe you. on your travels. Thank you. Thank you, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.